Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. We are powered by Gordon Food Service. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host, Happy Labor Day to everybody. Episode's coming out right in the middle of Labor Day. Hope that you are taking a day to relax. Hopefully, you are able to take a day to relax. Today, we're going to be talking with Chef Tomasz Vorshek, and he is the executive chef for the TC Restaurant Group. TC Restaurant Group is, I think it stands for Tequila Cowboy. I, I, I didn't ask him that, but I think that's what it is, because... He is the executive chef of Jason Al Dean's downtown, Luke Bryan downtown, the FGL house, um, Miranda Lambert's Casa Roja, as well as Luigi's Pizza. He's got all kinds of restaurants, and that's in Ohio, too. He's got different places. The guy is just an amazing, amazing chef. And, you know, operator, really, when you're talking about, first, first of all, I was just so baffled at the numbers and, like, what kind of business they do downtown and how they operate. Every time I'm downtown, I just see these massive lines outside of Jason Aldean's and I'm like, how is everything working inside? So I ask all those questions today. We get to the bottom of everything that is going on at uh, these big downtown honky tonks. So this is going to be a lot of fun. One of my favorite interviews I think I've ever done, uh, me and Chef Tomash got to go to uh, Spring Mountain Farms Chicken last month and we did a tour and we just uh had so much fun so cannot wait to get you into this episode but i'm gonna have to because i gotta tell you that we are in the finals we are in the finals we have two restaurants that are battling for the greatest mexican restaurant in the city of nashville and they are memos mexican restaurant in mount juliet and la hacienda the titan la hacienda wow the, uh, this is going to be an amazing week. You have until Sunday night to go ahead and vote and do everything. Do uh, you go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com right there on the homepage? You just scroll down and you can see a thing that says "Vote for your favorite." Just click the "Vote Now" button and you can go vote for either Memos or La Hacienda. And then next Thursday night, we are going to throw a party at whichever restaurant wins. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have mariachi bands. We're going to be recording live from that restaurant on that day, September the 15th. So please go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com right now and place your vote. I'm also asking you to go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com and click on the Sponsors tab. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to set up a demo with either Maintain IQ, which is an amazing checklist app for your restaurant, and I'm telling you, it is the greatest app. Once you just learn what it is, schedule a demo and sit down and talk to Will Jackson about what it is, and he will explain to you, and you'll be like, holy cow, I had no idea I needed this so bad. It is the most amazing technology. If you do that, I want to buy a $100 gift card from your restaurant. The first five restaurants that sign up for a, a demo with Will, or you can do a demo with GoTab. So you can go to our website and you can click the sponsors tab, go down to go tab. And there's a special link that is made especially for us. 
and there you can sign up for a demo. When you do a demo, I'm gonna buy a $100 gift card, the first five restaurants. And here's the deal, I'm gonna buy five gift cards for those five restaurants that set up demos. And then at the end of the month, for anybody out there, all you have to do is contact one of my sponsors and set up a, a, a demo, set up a time for them to come out and meet with you and tell you about what they do. And you're gonna be entered into the prize at the end of the month, I'm gonna give you those five $100 gift cards. That's gonna be your prize. All you have to do is go to our website, click the sponsors tab and talk to one of our sponsors. And if you've already gone to the website and you've clicked a sponsor and you're buying from one of those sponsors, send me a DM and say, hey man, I'm already buying from Supersource. I'm already buying from Sharpies because of your podcast. Then I'm gonna go ahead and enter you into the contest as well. We're gonna do this for both months. Next month, I'm gonna have two more sponsors that are going to be featured. And uh, we're I, look, I wanna support you guys and I wanna give, it, give you guys uh, something fun for doing this. And I also want you guys to go and patronize the sponsors. So lots of things going on out there. Uh, we have a new sponsor, it is Poached. Poached jobs for the hospitality industry. If you go to our website right now, again, click the Poach tab, you get free jobs for a month. The whole month of September, Poached is offering all of that. You can post any job you want and it costs you absolutely nothing. Okay, guys, forget what other website you're using right now. You need to go to poached.com or go to nashvillestaurantradio.com. Click our link because then they know that you found them through us. That is very important that they know you found them through us and there you get free job postings for an entire month. So go do it today. It is that important. If you're looking for hospitality professionals, this is your place. All right, Chef Tamash, he is with the TC Restaurant Group and I am so excited to share this interview with you. I hope you have a wonderful Labor Day and we will see you back this Friday. We'll have more episodes and then I will also, see you next Monday. We're going to be talking to Andrew Cook, who's the owner of the Fox Bar and Cocktail Club. And man, that was a fun interview. And I cannot wait to share it with you next week. But for now, we're going to jump in with Chef Tamash. All right, super excited today to welcome in Chef Tamash Vorshak. How's it going? I'm doing wonderful, man. You are the executive chef for the TC Restaurant Group. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. Thank you so much. Have... Go ahead. <laughs> it is early morning, man, and I love you being here. Um, we got to meet each other. I, I've followed you from afar because I follow you on Instagram and I follow the TC Group and I see you and Miranda Lambert with cakes and you're showing <laughs> stuff and uh luke bryan and jason aldean and florida georgia line you are the chef for all of those locations in downtown on broadway and third avenue correct uh, do you have any am i missing any uh you didn't miss any star restaurants uh we have a couple more restaurants besides uh, the star restaurants uh we also have tequila cowboy luigi pizza uh, Luigi Pizza, New York style, yeah, yeah. and uh, Sun Diner, uh, which we did Sun, for Sun Diner Records, we did uh, Diner, uh, and we have big catering uh, facility as well. Wow. And you guys are just, I mean, we got to spend some time together. We got to go, we went to Gainesville, Georgia a uh, few weeks ago. How fun was that? <laughs> you and I, uh, and a couple of people, we went down to Springer Mountain Farms Chicken, we got to spend like 36 hours together touring a chicken plant. 
How, how, that was an, that was just a crazy experience. That was incredible. Uh, you know, and eating fried chicken meantime, you know, how crazy <laughs> was that? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in the chicken plant walking around seeing all the, all the behind the scenes and, and you can use your imagination. We got to see it all. And then we go into a room to discuss it and they're serving fried chicken. <laughs> we're like, really? Yeah, that was that was something else, but it's definitely eye opening how the, the food coming to you know to our kitchens, you know. So that's very educational. It's it's super important. <laughs> Is that the first time you've been to a chicken plant? Have you gone to a bunch of other? Have you been to like a meat packing facility or anything like that? Oh yeah, I I done uh, beef before, uh, of course pork, couple times and chicken. That was first time. Uh, that was very interesting. You know, much different than the, the larger animals. How how important is that, do you think, as a chef, to understand exactly where your food comes from? You know, uh, that's a, my, my passion, you know, and I like to exp uh, coach and teach uh, the new chefs, you know, the new generation chefs. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, a little older. Poland is also a couple years behind, technology-wise, at least when I was growing up in the 80s, 90s, yeah. before the communist country. And... Uh, I used to, my mom was a butcher, so I used to butcher meat before I go to school, help her out, just put meat on the hangs and, you know, like all old school. So, so it was probably. normal for you. So it was normal. Um, and uh, now with the new technologies and the food, the way we raise, uh, you know, I like to teach the younger chefs because they're producing so much waste and they think food coming in a box and they're going to cut perfect circle for beautiful dish and they don't treat the animal with respect that they deserve. You know, the people spend a lot of time, effort to raise, to feed the animal, make sure, you know, just give a respect to this, the whole process and eliminate the waste. Do you hunt? Uh, I moved to Nashville. I'm going to. I haven't done it. Well, so I'm not a, like, I've always said killing animals for sport wasn't really my thing. Absolutely not. But, you know, I just read a book where the guy went hunting for caribou. One of our books is called um, The Comfort Crisis with Michael Easter. And they're out hunting caribou. And they, when you're out in the nature and you're, you're actually, like, hunting for food to eat, like the hunter-gatherer societies, and you're, you're following a herd and you find the big bull that you're trying to yeah. take down because you want to take down the older one because the younger ones are still living life. But, like, apparently it's a spiritual experience to, like, take down an animal and using every part of it. it's like a almost like in the movie avatar you know where yeah. they just an animal dies and they bless it and thank it before they eat it uh-huh is that all tie into this i think is that so. part of what it is of being a chef and is there a lack of respect from new chefs coming up for like the actual food itself i think that the lack of you know i think there are a lot of respect to art and they're very talented chefs and they look at the food different way more as an art, mm -hmm. but I'm trying to coach him and teach him there's more to it. You know, I, I, I grew up uh, reading comic books called Torgal. So it's all about the Vikings and, and it's the same way. You don't hunt, you don't get the animal, you don't eat that day. So if you get the animal, you respect it and eat every ounce of it, you know, and just use it other ways, you know. But when I get to <clears throat> pull up my smartphone and go on my Cisco app or Gordon Food Service <laughs> app and I get to order a case of steaks and they come in you just slice them up and sell them yeah you lose a lot of that is that what you're saying uh, I'm, I'm just saying you know there's more to it if you buy just a steak you know that's it's not a very great example because steak you just have one each you cook sure. it and you give it but if you whole purchase chicken. yeah the whole animal or you know you 
you buy 50 pounds of beef and you just try cut nice steaks, what are you going to do with the rest of it, you know? At the same time, away, how you store the meat, you know, over-ordering, you know, undercooking, overcooking, all this fun stuff, or freeze burn because you over-order it. So it's just a lot of, a lot of waste, you know, um, there. So how long have you been in America? You said you're from Poland originally. That's right. How long have you been here in the States? I moved here in, in 2000, uh, November. Uh, that was uh, actually November 4th. George Bush was uh, just become a president. In 2000? You're in 2000. 2000. Yep, wow. 22 years in this country. We'll be celebrating uh, in this November, upcoming. Wow, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And you have a family here? Yeah, I have family. I have wife, and I have two boys that got born here. Uh, my wife came with me, so we both Polish. Nice. Uh, we're very grateful. We love it here. I love it, man. So um, how did you land at the TC Group? Tell me kind of like a little bit of your backstory. Uh, so uh, I came here in, uh, in 2000 with Big Dreams. You know, uh, 40 bucks in the pocket, gave my wife. She was prior exchange student in America. So uh, she knew the family uh, in Ohio. That's what uh, they help us to stay over here in the beginning. Uh, we have place to crash, if you say. And no, the TC group is it based in Ohio? Yes, okay. it is. Yep. Uh, but I think after five years of my journey and up and downs, you know, in Columbus, Ohio, Marion, Ohio, New Bloomington. That's when I met uh, one of the uh, founders of uh, TC Restaurant Group. Uh, and that's what I heard about him. So, uh, What position did you start with the company? <clears throat> this company actually, uh, prior to this company, I worked for larger companies. So I started as a dishwasher, you know, like everybody else, I guess, you know, with this uh so I already you started at TC Restaurant Group as a dishwasher. Uh, yes, that's with awesome. Everything. Yeah, but so. no, that's the classic. You know, I started as a dishwasher and worked my way up. I mean, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I just couldn't speak English, so that was hard to prove. Uh, I have master diploma, and I opened a dozen restaurants in Europe uh, between Italy, Germany, and a couple places in Poland. Uh, so you have to work your way up, and just. Uh, you know, how, how difficult is that? How difficult is that to open a bunch of restaurants and to be a chef and then to come to America and because of a language barrier, you've got to wash dishes? You know what? Uh, also in the beginning, like an ego check, I would say. Yeah. You know, uh, but my wife is a is, is great teammate and she motivates me every day. And, you know, uh, everything happened for a reason. Uh, I just get up on the challenge and motivate me to learn English. Uh, my wife is English teacher as a second language in Europe. She speaks uh, five languages, but uh, wow. uh, she, she, every time I came home and uh, I checked on some words, said, babe, what's the pain the ass means? You know, the people call me in the restaurant pain the ass, what that means, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so she was my personal translator and uh, motivator to learn more words, you know? What so, does pain in the ass mean? So. <laughs> I think that's the first, yeah, that's how they may name you in the beginning, because I was asking a lot of questions and, of course, smiling a lot. Everybody asks a lot of questions. All you have to do is just smile and yes, no problem. Got smile you. and yes, no problem, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. People like that, though, and that, that's a thing, I guess. I wish I had more people like this now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that attitude, just that, that there's a hustle, there's an inherent hustle to that. that Absolutely. It's a perspective that you had coming in where you could have probably ran the whole kitchen. Yeah. But you're like, yes, I'll do it. Like I was the best dishwasher. I can tell you that much. No complaints. So get it done. 
Wow. And now you have all of these restaurants. I'm so fascinated by how your restaurants operate. Like I have a million questions around like, how the fuck do you do it? <laughs> because I, I went downtown last week okay. for um, the Titans game. There's a Titans game yeah, on like uh, Saturday right. night. And I took my kids to the Titans game. We walked across the bridge and we came back across the bridge. And I said, let's just go walk down Broadway. The kids are seven and nine years old. They don't ever go downtown. They don't know. They live in the suburbs. <laughs> they have no idea. Like they see every time we drive like around downtown, they go, look, there's Batman City. You know, we kind of like joke around, but like they don't get to go downtown. And we walked down Broadway and their eyes were just like, how was the experience? <laughs> oh my God. There's just so many, especially just after a Titans game. And there's just Saturday night, downtown Nashville. And you look at these places, you look at Jason Aldean's, you walk by Jason Aldean's, which used to be a tequila cowboy, it used to be the NASCAR cafe, it used to be all kinds of things, but now it's Jason Aldean's. And there's just hundreds, hundreds of people standing outside. I can't tell if there's a line. I can't tell if it's just people congregating, but there's just so many people. And like, you, are you inside just running like crazy? I don't. I have no idea how you even operate something like that. So, uh, what, what, what can you tell me? What kind of sales you do? Uh, not really. Okay, we're busy. Let's You're busy. Put this way, yeah, You're very, we're very, very busy. busy. And the same with Jason Aldean. And um, I want to just clear this up. Uh, we, we uh, our company purchased the building, and in the past, that was just out of concept. You just mentioned uh, our. We have talented uh, team, and we we're building ourselves. So, uh, so our company build their restaurants. I uh, help with design the kitchens, and there's a lot of you know talented people who are doing a lot of things. And uh, we actually raised the building by two floors, so that's why we yeah. could bring the Jason Aldean. So we gave him the rooftop, which didn't exist before, and raised the building for another floor. So I remember when you did that, it was <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? Because the NASCAR cafe. Yep. And I think it was Tequila Cowboy, but there was also Cadillac Ranch. That's right. You'd walk in and there was like an open, but there was like a, like a, yeah, there was mezzanine. Like a balcony around, you can like look down into it. And now that's gone. That's gone. That's you can right. go up several just, floors. Just so we, that, yes, we closed it so we can actually build the dining room for Jason Aldean. Then we add the mezzanine, which we're missing. And there's another rooftop. So, what is his involvement in the actual restaurant? Uh, where we opened, it was highly evolved. Uh, if right right now, Jason coming in and just enjoying uh, his time when he comes, he likes to eat and sometimes come on stage. He record a couple of uh, video clips or have some guests on the stage. Uh, but on a on a beginning of the restaurants, all the artists we work with, they're highly involved in decor of the restaurants. They tell their stories. I'm trying to tell their stories through the food because I'm trying working with them and. Uh, uh, Jason Aldean uh, family was uh, very grateful for it. They, they shared the recipes, what they he used to eat as a growing up and what he likes to eat before concert, after concert. We try implement it all in. Um, so you sit down menu. with the family? You sit down with Jason Aldean and his we, family and you go, what influences do you have? Do you want on the menu? And he kind of goes, well, man, I like to grow up and I had steaks growing up and I want to have a ribeye. And you're like, okay, 
Great, I can do it. Is that is that is that a terrible accident? I've just screwed yeah. that whole thing up. How does that process work? Actually, his time is very valuable. So I of wish course. I had as much time. I usually we do the research with uh, with the interviews he did and then anything on TVs and so on. We communicate through email and conversation. So when they come on a tasting, I already have something prepared based on that. Yeah, and and. Uh, like his grandma's recipes, he just, the shirt, actually I have handwritten his recipes and I just, I duplicate them and just, of course those recipes are for free for people. I try feed, you know, hundred people every hour. So we have to replicate We want to make sure we are able to execute every seven minutes, every dish. So uh, try tweak it and changes and, and design kitchen based on that uh, after we decide what the dishes are. But Miranda you Lambert, said so much. Yes, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. But with Miranda Lambert, it was super awesome experience, and this just recently happened, right? We yeah. just opened a year ago. She's so involved. Like I did three food rollouts, and she came on all of them with Brandon, her husband, and uh, Miranda knows what she likes, and she tell you if she likes it or she doesn't. There's no between. Okay. And uh, and we have phenomenal dishes. Uh, is a Tex Mex, and uh, they were too fancy. They were not up to Miranda standards. So she just jumped in the kitchen with me and just started cooking. Said, give me some bacon fat. Put this, this. Where's my ground beef? Where is this? And we, that's how easy it was. We just cooked together. We had a great time. We ate. We love it. And I designed the kitchen around it. And uh, and people really can have experience. She was in that kitchen and she really was, you know, part of it. Do you feel more of a connection with do, do you feel like it's more of an authentic connection you have with the kitchen and the food when the artist comes in and does that? I mean, uh, yes, absolutely. And, and you know what? We just talked about my dishwashing career. Uh, I think the same that maybe that taught me in my life that I have to put my ego on the side because, you know, I know we can do a lot of things different, maybe different kind of steak, maybe more fancy, whatever case it is. The name of the building is of the artist. And, and we just try do uh, representing them. So this is not my representation. I try to represent the best I possible can, the artist, and, and their likes and dislikes. Have you had any issues? Always. Like FG, FGL <laughs> House. Uh-huh. The two guys, I mean, do their families get involved? And go, I don't like that. The wife come in and be like, I don't like this. And they're like, but but the guy had liked it, and but they didn't. Do you, do you, have you had any issues? Uh Actually, that's a good example because uh, FGO was the hardest for me to work with, but I found a way around it. Why, why was it the hardest to work with? Uh, first of all, the, the schedule is very busy. The, the limited time you can spend with the artist okay. uh, and, and just to know him and just to do what needs to be done. But uh, I was fortunate to meet their uh, personal chef and I spent with time with him. When okay. went with him on a bus see what they eat before concert after the concert the personal chef worked with them years so he knows everything about them and what they like so uh we spent a lot of time together so the the he helped me tremendously and that was first restaurant i opened with the artist so i just learned a lot myself uh so by having this uh this gentleman input it was really really helpful and 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 then when it came to the tasting I feel more confident and better what they will like because I get the. So it was was hard on the beginning, but the tasting was easier. Uh, so the actual artists do have a lot of influence in kind of decor absolutely. and the food and what you're serving because, 
Look, I'll be honest with you. Country music stars have no freaking clue what it's like running a restaurant, right? I mean, as far as like what type of food do you... I mean, there's a reason why you choose what you choose because you can scale it. I can make a whole bunch of this at one time and they may not care about that. So is there a translation there? Yeah, I think it's a great challenge for myself because I, I like to do what they like. And, and I'm designing kitchen after we decide what the menu is going to be like. So all our kitchens are designed differently because we have different menus. Uh, so I we let them, as a company, we let them choose anything they like. And we just work from the back. Wow. Because for the tasting come in, I'm going to bring them different type of plateware, different silverware, different napkins. They have all the choices. Besides, they're heavily involved in the uh, like a decor inside the restaurants. What they like, they bring a lot of the the uh, <coughs> clothing or other things from the concert. Just to people have the more, yeah, the more you know, the touch when they're walking in, they feel that's their restaurant. Well, it's funny because the first time, because I sold uh, produce okay. to uh, FGL House when it first opened. No way. Uh, pro, uh, we were. I was with uh, Fresh Point. Okay. I believe you bought produce from us. <laughs> yeah, we still do. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, I was at Fresh Point. So I got to be in the kitchen. And I got to walk around. I don't know if I even met you. Maybe I did. But I was the sales manager. I had a rep that was managing it. Okay. Long story short. Um, but I remember walking through that building and I'm like, good God, there's a lot of pictures of these guys in here. <laughs> like every single table had this giant picture of the guys from Florida, Georgia. And there was hundreds of just pictures of them ever and i was just like whoa like this is like a shrine to fgl but i will say that little red corvette is that the downstairs one that's right that's the that's the basement i think that's the coolest place in nashville i think that is a I, cool ass little club i i i believe so you know and uh, when we open we just try to do a lot of things with this uh, place we have the piano bar and uh, we just try to do a lot of things and some things don't work, you know, so you have to adjust and, and tweak and fix, you know. Has there been any food that you've made for a star that they were like, I don't like it. This isn't good. Absolutely. Plenty of it. But we have to give him some bad ones so they like the other ones, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you manipulate a little bit, but just joking. Um, are you? Because <laughs> I imagine you're like, they're not going to like this. Let's make one that's really bad so that he definitely likes this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> How many employees do you have? Uh, so uh, the company, TC Restaurant Group, we have 850 employees in downtown Asheville. 850? That's right. And believe it or not, we're short staff. How many more employees do you need? Uh, perfect world, 150 more employees would be great. Wow. Now, what do you need? What positions do you need? Because I have people all the time. Let me, I'll tell you my, why I hate you. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm totally <laughs> kidding, but I have a restaurant in Brentwood, right? And yes, it's, that's um, right. we do a tip pool. Everybody works together. It's an amazing community. We've got a really great culture. Um, we care about everybody, you know, put our arms around everybody. It's, it's a big family, but every once in a while, somebody goes, man, this is, I need to make more money. I'm going to go downtown and make a thousand dollars a night, right? That's the mentality is. Yeah. I can go downtown. I can make a thousand dollars a night. This is bullshit. I'm, you know, whatever. And you're like, feel free. Exactly. Go ahead. It's not for everybody. It is not for everybody. In it, my opinion, yes, it, that's different type of. If you're family and you like, it's just fast pace, and it's just black and white. You have to make decision on spot. There's not 
time to, you know. Hey, un- how are you un-bruise. doing? What what are you gonna have tonight? Can we talk about your menu? And I mean, your your bartenders are absolute pros. Like, there's yeah. no shaking a drink for three minutes. Do you have a time standard for how many drinks you have to make a minute or an hour or anything like that? Like, how does that work? Uh, you. Yes, that's an all of mathematic equation. So to, to get the better bars, you have to be able to, uh, first of all, remember X amount orders, but you have to be able to ring X amount dollars to the register, which coming out to mathematical equation about 20 seconds, you have to be able to do the drinks, you know. Of course, there are low times and you have super busy times and, and uh, depends on the performance and how fast can you move and your personality and so you can rate that. You have a rating system, how you can rate how much somebody rings up per hour. Is it per minute? Is it's it per shift. When, per you, shift. when you're coming to a shift, eight-hour shift, you know, you can see how much, you know, every employee, how much they're ringing in. And uh, whatever tips does their business. And uh, you can see how much every bar should be able to ring in X amount of dollars. And and some people who, who are not capable of doing more, they're bars when a little slower uh and there are superstar bars you know so let's just say i'm a superstar uh-huh. i come in and i'm i'm i could work 12 hours straight i can make you know 10 drinks a minute or whatever it is and i'm fast as hell and i'm ringing the most where do you put me what bar do i get to go to the rooftops uh definitely so, rooftops are the busiest uh that's that's the spot if you're on the rooftop you've got the best damn bartender in the spot right the fastest the fastest the fastest okay this so depends what it means you know the best because we're rating the restaurant bartenders have different talents they're using different glassware they're doing more the shaking the more more uh mixology um, yes more mixology it's more 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 there's a lot of great recipes we have great uh beverage director who who came out with great drinks and th- that's those drinks coming out with the meals, complement the meals we have. And they have more time to spend because we have 150 people just dining, 160. When you go on the rooftop, you have seven, 800 people. You know, you have just to drinking. serve. Drinking. There's no much food and the, a lot of them standing. So they don't have the time to relax and enjoy the meal and the drink. They usually drink, enjoying the concert and enjoying the, you know, the, the view and everything else. But you have to be a little far paced and the same people are, you know, give me Jack and Coke, give me beer, give me this, this, that they're not us, you know, it's different. It's experience. not a, I want a dirty martini, exactly, slightly dry, but I want blue cheese olives. Can you bruise yeah. the shit out of it? You're like, no, how I many beers? Jack and Coke, and I need it now. And they're yeah. just, I mean, they're just hustling. But they have to. That's right. Wow. So, how many bartenders do you have on a given, like, let's say Jason Aldean's, like on a, on like a Friday night? How many bartenders do you have working in one night? I would say 45 to 50. God bless. This, this, so, so we understand, you know, uh, we have one building on Broadway and, and there is uh, almost 90, 90, 9,000 square foot. Uh, we have 16 bars. Uh, we have uh, four stages, you know, uh, we have six kitchens. Uh, we feed and, uh, you know, we, 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 there's three and a half thousand people at once enjoying experience at that building. So it's a little bit different machine. You know, we have 160 bands in a rotation just so we have all seven stages downtown just always Okay, let's talk music. about that. 160 bands in rotation? That's right. 
I've always wondered how this works. So you've got seven stages just at Jason Aldean's. We're not talking Luke Bryan, FGL. That's actually, Mer I'm sorry. That's in the building. We have Jason, Luke's. That's the combined seven. Okay, so Jason and Luke, that's seven <coughs> stages. But then you also have FGL, which has what? Yeah, two, two, two more the, stages. And then Miranda has a stage. The, yeah. Right, so... You have 160 bands. Who does the scheduling? for Because you open at 1030 in the morning, right? Yeah. And, and you know, there's a the, band playing at 1030 in the morning. It uh, starts at 10. 10. So, so the beauty about downtown is that everybody, all the restaurants, not just our group, everybody have the like a band schedule. So it's like a setup schedule for the whole town. Like, so you guys all share the bands. Some bands, they, they, they're not just working for us. They have contract with us. They're playing X amount of time. Sometimes they're playing in other venues as well. Uh, that's up to them. Uh, so the band's playing from 10 to 2, 2 to 6, 6 to 10. So this is just how this goes in the town. And some people choosing after 10 o'clock have a band to 2 in the morning or some, some people going DJs or whatever else. But as the four shifts for the whole town. So the bands can play one place, check out, go to another place. So nobody competes, everybody have their own schedule. And do they bring their own, I mean, drum kits just stay there? And I mean, how, because there's so much equipment when you have different bands. They all just kind of share. Uh, it, so the, the we own a lot of equipment they can use, the larger bands, but they bring their own guitars. They bring some sure, speakers. Yeah, yeah. We have acoustic guys. They bring their own gear and stuff. But we provide, we, we have the bigger things, uh, you know, like drum, drum kits, stuff like that. Okay, because I've always wondered how that worked. I wondered if you guys, like, because you've got same thing you've got these different floors and you've got different stages on different floors and That's it's like right. do you just keep like five singers five drummers five guitar players and five bassists and then you can hey you're on the you're on the rooftop no. for the next two hours and you're playing with sarah bobby and and lucy and then down like almost like if you had a schedule like oh i'm singing on floor three yeah. today and I'm singing on floor one we, today, or I'm playing guitar on floor two. So this is not the 800 employees. They don't. They are not our employees. They, okay. they they they're just outside. You know, we we hire them to do their jobs, and they. You but know, you pay them. We pay them for playing. That's why. Okay. That's why people ask why it's so expensive for the beer downtown. You know, this and that. I said, guys, it's 160 bands, and everybody comes for four hours plays. The every artist makes X amount of money. We paying from our pocket. We don't charge guests take a time to come in inside and pay for the bands. If you go to a concert, you pay money for it, right? So uh, no, the, 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 the extra dollar for the canned beer we're trying to get, this is just so we can pay artists. Real you know, estate not, downtown isn't cheap either. I mean, you've got a lot of overhead. Absolutely. Yeah. I believe, you know, what was like uh, before COVID, the, the, our rent was like 200000 a month. You know, like who, <laughs> Holy shit. yeah, who pay? You know, like that. That's it's not cheap. So, uh, you know, you have to you have to make. Did you guys renegotiate that during COVID? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> wow, that, that that that's that's a lot of money, man. Monthly, yeah. I'm in the wrong business. Uh, the real estate business where we need to be. Ten years ago, shoot, <laughs> we are too late. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Okay, so 160 bands. You pay them pretty well because they all play for tips too, right? Yeah, they, they have tips. Uh, and uh, usually they're, let's put it this way, there are some bands would make a little bit more than others, but there is, I would say 80% is just the same flat fee per hour per artist in the whole downtown. So anywhere you go, they, they pay the same. So Almost people like don't a union compete. wage. Yeah, so, so everybody, 
yeah, the union word, I don't like to use it for this, but this like everybody is fine with, you know, artists are fine with getting X amount of money and every restaurant pay the same. But like everybody knows, Friday, Saturday, uh, Friday and Saturday, usually when you're coming to Nashville, if you have one or two nights, listen to the best band, everybody put the best band between 6 and 10 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. They cost the most, the bigger bands, bring the energy, but everybody doing it. So that's why we can see Friday, Saturday, people take advantage of it. They're coming in. Do you compete for that? Do you guys <laughs> compete for who you get to play where? No. Or do bands choose where they play? Or do they just, is it like a lottery system? Uh, no, uh, we have uh, our manager, all strict he does is just have the contracts and do the schedule for the bands. And yeah. he found the talents. Believe it or not, there's, you know, we have, usually people play what people want to, you know, what people want to hear. Uh, but sometimes we allow, you know, in the slower times, the artists play their own music. Um, it happens a couple times. They like Cowboys, some, uh, one of the girls, Acoustic, play their own songs. And some recording studio was there and just give a contract for, you know, some big money. Just hire her on the spot. Yeah. So so it's interesting. The whole music, I'm, I'm still learning. That's something new for me. And, and it's fascinating how this works, the city. So you mentioned that there's no cover charge. This is one of the things when uh, people ask me who are from out of town, like, what is the appeal to downtown for bachelorettes? Why do people go downtown? And kind of my response is that where else can you go into like 50 bars in six blocks uh -huh. and have no cover charge to go see five different bands at every place? I mean, you can go see 50 bands, 60 bands any given night and it's free essentially. Yeah. Yeah, you can come in our building and you have seven concepts and listen five different bands get lost twice and eat four different cuisines. Yeah, and you just pay for your consumption. You know, you don't you are not additionally charged for coming in, you know. Is there an agreement that you guys all have down there? Is there is there an agreement that you have with everybody else that says we're not gonna charge a cover charge? Because you could. I mean, you charge five dollars a person to walk in. We I mean, could. how much money could you make? I mean, yeah. is that, does that come up in like meetings? Do you talk about that? We spoke about it years ago when we, you know, when Broadway get busier and so on. And uh, we decide as a, our, our company, I'm not sure what other restaurateurs will be doing it, but our company goal is we're never going to charge cover. That's the experience. Uh, that's why we had to raise pricing once this year for, for the beer of a dollar, but that, that's it, you know, but pricing usually downtown everywhere the same. Uh, but no, we, we do not. We don't believe in cover charge. You know, there's long-term, uh, this is like investment, you know. It, it's just we don't believe in it. You know, it will be fun for a couple months. We just don't want to kill the business long-term. Sure. Well, I mean, and I think every single other place doesn't charge. I wonder if, like, one person starts charging if everybody else just jumps in after that. But I think that kills the vibe because it, it is free. I can walk into all these different bars and just check it out. Yeah. If I'm a bachelorette. Yeah. I can walk in like, buy me drinks, and then I can go to the next place and buy me drinks, and then go to the next place. And like, it's just a really, it's a very unique, I was down, when I was down there with my kids, I was thinking, when I was 16 years old, I used to get in my, I had a Jeep CJ5, <laughs> kind of like my Jeep now, but it is an old yeah. Jeep, but I would drive it down Broadway, and then we would make a left on 2nd Avenue, and we okay. would go cruising. You'd cruise up to Union, you'd come back down to Fifth or whatever, you'd come back down, you'd just do these circles, and you would go cruising, and Broadway wasn't really even a thing. But now, I mean, it's it's world class. I mean, what's happening down there? I looked around, I go, I don't know, it's Vegas or Nashville at this point, right? 
Is there another city? I mean, maybe Miami. Like, where else is there that people come to party like that? Yeah, I like, <clears throat> I like, uh, I like all the uh, scenes and people cruising right now in the, you know, in different vehicle. You know, they have the hot top over there yeah. cruising on <laughs> the road. Now it's called transportainment. <laughs> That's right. But uh, I do not like comparing Nashville to Vegas. You know, um, I think Nashville is Nashville. You know, that's all it is. You know, and we might compete with Vegas. I opened restaurants in the past in Vegas, you know, in this beautiful city and they do own deal. But uh, I like to keep Nashville, Nashville as much possible and uh, to contribute as much as possible as a chef to, you know, everybody call us bars, bars, bars. And I try to put the you know, I just try to put our restaurants another level. People coming to the bar, expecting bar, and I want to just them, blow them away with the food quality and everything else. So, uh, but I, I love Nashville. I just moved here a month ago. So uh, I don't like compare the city to nobody else. We're going to take a quick break to hear a few words from our sponsors. Like Justice Industries and Just.Glass. So this is a nonprofit organization that we are super excited to partner with. Let me tell you about Justice Industries. They are a nonprofit organization that creates social enterprise businesses. They seek to employ those who find it difficult to obtain and retain work because of barriers such as criminal history, addiction recovery, mental illness, domestic abuse, and generational poverty. Their largest industry, Just.Glass, offers curbside pickup of your glass for recycling. Now, this can happen at your front door. If you are out there and you have a, a trash service, you want them to pick it up at your house, that works. But what we're looking for here is restaurants. We go through so many bottles, so many beer bottles, so many liquor bottles. There's just glass bottles all the time. They want to come and recycle those. This is a great opportunity for you to not only do something great for Mother Earth, but also to help employ people that, again, have it uh, difficult um, to obtain work you know, for these other barriers. So what you need to do is you need to go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, click the Justice Industries, the Sponsors tab, find Justice Industries, click that link. You can sign up to have this glass picked up at your home immediately from the website. And when you do that, you're going to be entered in to be uh, potentially win the five $100 gift cards. So go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, click the Sponsors tab, and go to Justice Industries right now. Another industry that's very similar to this is called the Compost Company. So every day... We are you. We're having. We have food waste. People don't finish their food. You take it to the back and dish land, and you scrape it right into a trash can. What they do is they take a green compostable trash bag, and you're going to put your food waste in there. And the compost company will come pick this up once or twice a week, and they will take it to their farm and they create fresh organic compost. They then take this compost and they're gonna sell it to people like Whole Foods, local landscapers, and local farmers. So literally the food that you you're, would be throwing in the trash can is now being turned into soil so that the local farmers can grow the food that you can resell. It is really closing the circle. So if you're a decision maker in a restaurant and you want to start doing the right thing and stop eliminating greenhouse gases, you need to go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. Again, click the Sponsors tab and go to the compost company, and they they really, really want to take care of you. If you want to learn more about the compost company, go back about a month and a half, and I interviewed Jeffrey and Clay Ezel, who are the owners of the compost company, and you can learn all about it. And we are really, really, really honored to partner with them. And now back to the interview with Chef Tamash. You know what? Amen, brother. I love that. I love that. And I'm, I'm with you, but I couldn't... 
help being down there from my little humble beginnings of cruising down Second <laughs> Avenue at the the Music City Mix Factory used to be on the other side and have a nice day cafe. And then we had a place called uh, Graham Central Station. Okay. Those are all old school like clubs downtown that when I was like 18, I used to go to. That was like, you know, this is cool. We can go to Graham Central Station. There are people all over right now listening to this going, dude, Graham Central Station. That How old place are you? Was, <laughs> that place was the best, man. Oh, I got kicked out of there for this. There's like the OG Nashville people will, will totally remember that. Speaking of people acting like idiots and getting kicked out of places, how much security do you guys have to have? And how often do people come in and just act like idiots? And you got to, do you have fights all the time? Like, how do you manage all of that? You know, uh, that's a good question. You know, there's, uh, I wish city have more police officers and for bringing, you know, 300,000 people every weekend, whatever the number is coming in, most of them visit downtown. There's not enough police officers. So you really need extra security because you want to just, you know, secure the business, but at the same time, make sure people enjoy the experience in your in, in your facilities. In the fights, you know, we I like to say we have, you know, not many, hopefully none, uh, because if you have good security team, they should, you know, react before something happens. You know, that's why you're there. Sure. You, you're not reacting to this. You just see it if something, somebody have one too many shots or step on somebody's foot. So before anything happens, you react to it. Um, so right now, I believe we have uh, 85 security guys. Uh, we could get more, uh, uh, but we just try. You know, this is th we have like a number per how many people is in the floor. So just make sure they, you know, they're safe and they can enjoy themselves. You know, yeah. But that's a big numbers, you know. And I'm just I, you know, from my little world that I live in, we do pretty good business, you know, in our two restaurants, and we stay really busy. And I'm doing. 6,000 people a week. That's awesome. But you're doing it any given night that many. <laughs> you're, you're crushing that. Per shift, yeah. Per shift. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. I'm just, the numbers absolutely fascinate me. One of the biggest issues, we've talked about labor. One of the biggest issues right now in the industry is supply chain. You know, just, I order stuff all the time and I'm outed on whatever or you can't get Crown Royal because Canada is not producing it or getting Tito's or whatever it might be. How has that been? Like, so if, if I imagine on your scale, like I have wines, right? So if I want to mm -hmm. buy Whispering Angel Rosé and they, they'll call me and go, hey, look, we're getting in 50 cases. How many do you want? And I'm like, give me 10 and I'll store 10. Do you guys get that heads up and do you just buy That's everything? How does that work? You know, that, I guess that's only good thing about making bigger sales. Usually they coming to you first and they ask those questions. And I feel sorry for the small restaurants, but that's how this works. We didn't choose because the same on the food world when we have shortages, chickens and yeah, <clears throat> you know, we need 50 cases a week of chicken wings, you know, and, and the U.S. food says I have 100 cases and I have 30 customers, you know, per whatever. I said, I need 50. He said, no, I can give you just 10. I said, if you don't give me 50, I go to Cisco, you know, and you have the pool, you know. When you, <laughs> uh, and they're like, you can have 50. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they figure out, you know. Um, so that's a advantage of doing bigger sales and be on a bigger scale. Is that uh, who you guys purchase from? You guys purchase your food from U.S. Foods? U.S. Foods. We have contract with U.S. Foods. They're great partners. Uh, they help us in the beginnings because they were not as beautiful as they are. 
you know, the Broadway is getting busier and it wasn't as busy seven years ago. Uh, and U.S. Food help us with purchase equipment and they're good partners for us and, and we're helping each other tremendously. So can we, can we give a shout out to James Todd? <laughs> is that your guy? Yeah, James Todd. Thank you, brother. James Todd. Man, I miss that guy. These When I was at U.S. Foods, uh-huh. James Todd, I mean, he's just a badass. Just one of those dudes that puts up with nothing and gets it done. Yeah. And I love that about him. And he still does, believe it or not. He really oh, does. Oh, no, I 100%. He's the most consistent dude. And yeah. he comes in and just, if you want to talk about pro in this world, he's he's a pro. Yeah, and and uh, and that's the difference between salesmen and the people who actually, he was a general manager. And he was a great, successful general manager. And mm-hmm. he chose to spend more time with his family and the kids, which I absolutely, you know, support, you know. So he went to U.S. food to not slow down, but work X amount of hours so he can spend time with family and enjoy kids' sports. Uh, but he gets it because he was on our side. So he oh, knows yeah. what we really need. And some salesmen, they just punch numbers in the computer. They have no clue what they're selling. You, you know, last week, sorry about your company, the produce company I work for. But well, that's my old company. That's not my that's not. I my order company. eight gallons of orange juice for Sun Diner, you know, fresh squeeze, and uh, I get eight bags of beets. Raw beets, <laughs> you know, stickers on it, oranges, you know, I was not oranges, <laughs> no oranges, <laughs> not oranges. And, and, uh, it happens, you know, but, uh, you know, people like James, they recover and some, some companies don't have those people. So we blessed having, you know, what do you think the best trade is? So if I'm a salesperson and I'm listening to this right now, what do I, what's the, what are the things that mean the most to somebody like you? Right now in this industry, and you struggle the same way, it's just we cannot get product. And then sometimes you have to think outside the box, you know, you have to reach out to other people, go get it, just go get it, you know. He know how important it is stuff, so we don't have time to take away from my kitchen and go to Restaurant Depot, pick up something because we ran out with, you know. This extra hand, extension hand to your restaurant is like almost, yeah, additional manager almost, you know, like so more hands on. I think you just nailed it. You just said somebody who partners with you, somebody who is an extension of your, and this is something that I talk about a lot because I do vendor negotiations and I kind of know how some of this stuff works. Um, when you have a vendor, like for you, you can't purchase from four different people, but I'm going to buy it because it's cheaper here and it's cheaper there. And I'm going to, they call it spreadsheeting. You got to have one company that can get you everything. And then you got to lean on them as an extension of your leadership team, James Todd That's works right. with you. Like he's a guy who's on your team as a partner, not this guy that you call to beat up because you need a better price on something. He's a guy that you trust and you want to work with Absolutely. every single day, right? So that's the difference. That's the biggest. That's, that's yeah, it's loyalty both ways. And and if he choose to sell something for a dollar or two more is going to buy them later on down the road. You know, we're just going to do the price comparison with other people, you know, quarterly or whatever. But they understand, you know, it's just for me just to shopping and change for 50 cents, five different companies. And next we have to receive the product put away in this. I spend more on our labor and logistic than it's worth. Oh, yeah. So I better have partner I trust and, and they just get get it stuff for us and it's much easier. Well, I, I think that's just, a, it's a unique perspective because I think so many people don't recognize on that scale, uh, so many people don't trust 
their broadliner or their their vendors. They think they're they're trying to screw me every day so that they can give you the better deal. They're trying to screw me, and it's like, no, 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 no. Find one, find one really good partner, and negotiate a deal over three years, and sit That's down right. and say, you're gonna be my guy. Let's do this thing together. You get it. You know, that's that's my belief. You know, found one partner we trust and they deliver to us. And really, they just store the product and deliver. They don't producing it. No. That's why I'm spending my time more with manufacturers, people who producing the product. So that's the people I negotiate and we talk. We have hard specs and everything else. Uh, so I, that's what I'm more time spent with. And having you know, James Todd or U.S. Foods, we negotiate, you know, protein is X amount percentage for delivery and frozen items and produce. So it's set up percentage how much they're going to get for bringing to us. So it's win-win situation. Yeah. Uh, and in the same, I'm getting the product what I really need. I don't worry about him to shopping for cheaper. I already talked to manufacturers and we agree how much we're going to pay and Go from there. So you're negotiating with the manufacturers ahead of time. And you're saying, hey, why don't you sell it to U.S. Foods for this much? Because I want to buy it at this much. Yes. And you're making, you're able to go yes. one step farther. I know how much I'm going to pay. Doesn't matter what. U.S. Foods know how much they can charge me for delivering fee. I already negotiate with, you know. Uh, Spring Mountain Farms. Exactly. Uh, and, and, and every market is different. With chicken, you can negotiate just three months in advance with the pricing because, you know, the you have to feed the chickens and prices changes, but at least I know for three months it's going to be this and next three months will be there. So I'm usually think six months in advance, what's going to happen with the market and how the price is going to be. And you can control this way ahead. So if I know in six months, my French fries go out again for X amount of dollars, I might tweak the menus before they comes and I can control the cost better. What do you do all day? I mean, what do you, are you ever like on a grill? Are you ever cooking now? I mean, it sounds like there's so much management of everything. Like what time do you, do you show up to the actual rest? Do you go there or do you have an office? I have office in the kitchen. An office in the kitchen. That That's where you work out of, in the kitchen. In the kitchen. I, I, I love my office because I want to be available for all chefs if they have questions. Uh, also, I like to, it's just habits, you know, just going to the kitchen, do the line check, see how the people doing, make sure they train well. Uh, do a lot of tastings, new products, think about future. You know, right now we're doing the fall menus. So we have a lot of new products coming in. So I go on a grill and I cook the new products and see and tasting. Uh, Brandon, Miranda's uh, husband came yesterday. So I have the fall uh, specials, uh, which I think they came out incredible. So we just cook together. When they cook, next we ate. Uh, because Miranda's going to Vegas. Uh, you so, residency there, yeah. Yes, so I want to make sure we're okay with fall and winter. They're happy with the new special we like to roll. I just want to go approval from them and uh, go from there. So it's always something to do. Uh, we're doing a lot of catering. We we, we might do 6 to $7 million catering a year too. So I'm working on the 2023 already menus and the new program design, the new, like, uh, decors for the buffets and stuff like that so it's is always things to do never enough time uh, so 2023 menus yep i i guess we're getting close to 2023 but are you talking like spring 2023 menus are you what and how do you develop what's gonna how do you know what you're gonna need in 2023 banquet world is a little bit different uh People booking the party six months in advance. Okay, uh, I got gotcha. you. So, you know, so it's a lot of not just guessing game, but it's 
what's available, what you can do. 2022 was the hardest. We tried to do this menus and I couldn't get played where, you know, I'm doing party for 8,000 people. I'm calling James Todd. I call manufacturers. I need, you know, 15,000 plates, bamboo, four by four, blah, blah, blah. Nothing available. Yeah. We, we, this year we are going like free troll, like whatever I can get, I get the best possible product, zero control of the price. You know, you pay three, four times more for any disposables, any cups. But you can anything. pass those along on a banquet, right? <laughs> Not really, because we, we promised them pricing. The pricing, everything is included per person already. And they booked year in advance, six months in advance. So we... we Okay, so you, you know, can't do We that. have to eat... Yeah, we cannot just pass to it. So we, we have to eat a lot of calls this year just because, you know, things you cannot control. So do you have a commissary somewhere like because imagine you have some recipes that if there's a salsa or if there's a sauce that you'd want to make in a bulk batch that you could share with all of your different locations you're real close to each other you're all within what 50 yards of each other yeah. i mean do you have a kitchen that does stuff like that is that uh, health, can the health department allow that uh i'm researching for it we do not have it let's okay. put it this way so every restaurant has four prep cooks and they prep every day the same thing you know and trust me those ladies in in miranda's you know the, the kitchen is size of your desk and we're wow. doing 10 gallons of salsa verde and salsa they chop about 150 pounds of pico de gallo every day and it just they have just two tables for prepping and i wish i have the commissary but we didn't get the real estate is so expensive downtown my kitchen got shrinked, you know, so we can fit more people in a restaurant. Always, right? Absolutely. So Tiny, <laughs> tiny walk-in coolers so that we can fit three more tables in there. Yeah, and, and we can have delivery twice a day then, you know, but that's that's the, the downtown rules and that's what I'm dealing with. That's why I'm five in the morning every, every, every day. Time is, you know, you have to make sure the product come on time. So you have time enough to prep. So then, you know, uh, so it's constant seven days a week, you know, prepping, working, and just delivery, and can't imagine how much trash we produce. I was just about to say, how do you yeah. deal with trash? Because commissary, that would be the biggest thing for me, not just for consistency and for bulk product bringing downtown, but I would eliminate trash, you know? Do you have your, your big trash can at home? You have the big sure, blue Sure, one that's put out by the street. Yeah. yeah, so take a guess how many of those would fill it up a day. Because you can't have dumpsters, can you? No, we cannot have dumpsters downtown. And also, you know, city changed the law, so we cannot have pickup trash during the day as well. So we have to haul to the trash all day, and we're doing trash between 3 in the morning and 6 a.m. So we have three hours, took all the trash can from the basement to the street level so we can pick them up clean them up, bring them back to the basement so people and, and guests don't see that. But that's somebody's full-time job, isn't it? Yeah. We hire, we have people doing full-time. They're working... Uh, just working on trash. Just the trash. They come to work at 2 in the morning and they're going to do trash to 6 in the morning and clean up afterwards and come back next day. How much... I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you don't know the answer to this, but I, mean, I just imagine how many bottles, like how much glass you have that just gets... We try the best with recycling and everything else. Do yeah. you do that? Do you recycle? We, yes. And, and the bottles, because we, we change our uh, beer containers. We're using only can. Uh, bottles are only liquor. Uh, so we, oh, so we, you don't use any beer bottles at all. It's all cans. No. Yeah, just because a lot of people breakage, think it fall off from the, from the roof. So we do draft beer uh. and, and we can beers in our, all our restaurants. Well, that's smart. To and this probably reduces the weight of your trash by exactly thousands and thousands of pounds. That's right. 
We did and all safety, those changes. Just the people dropping in and breaking glass, glass being on the floor. Like. Yes. So, so still, you know, we'll have on a restaurant level, the bottles doing the restaurant hours. And after 10 p.m. is just, you know, just cans. Rooftop is just the same. Just can and plastic for safety and everything else. Wow. I'm blown away here, man. I'm just yeah, like but, but imagine, carry 160 trash cans and the average 200 pounds you know just bringing from the basement to the strip level you know doing this every day I'm, I'm really grateful for those guys doing this job yeah where do you spend the most of your time do you do you spend most of it at aldean's or are you over fgl or my my office is in jason aldean it's okay. central located so it's like building between both but i i, I try do my rounds every hour just walk between those kitchens and everybody knows when to find me but yeah, and Jason is my office in the kitchen. That's so cool, man. Yeah. I'm so I'm like, I'm so fascinated. Thank you so much for coming in here to do this. I'm like, Absolutely. I just, I feel like I could just keep asking you questions all day. And I need to go down and like experience. You have to I come think, downtown, just work for a shift, you know? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to, man. Just I would just love to see the machine in action now are you down like friday night at eight o'clock are you at home with your wife and kids or are you D depends you know i'm uh, now the team getting bigger and stronger uh in the past i was working seven days a week and i done it did the busiest hours uh uh so right now i'm just uh, most of the fridays i'm trying leave between eight and nine uh but sometimes we have catering special events things like this i can control and i try to be there uh, but yeah, my goal is after moving here, so I don't have to travel to Ohio back and forth every single week. Uh, it's gotta so, be nice. Yes. Your wife appreciates that. Absolutely. And uh, so I can be home for half Saturdays and Sundays. So that's my schedule. So I can see my, you know, younger son's soccer games. So what do awesome. you do? What do you do for fun? Like in Nashville now, I mean, you've been traveling here just kind of solo for so long and now you live here. What do you do for fun when you're not working? I love hiking, uh, you know, uh, I'm planning to learn hunting, you know, I moved to Lebanon, there's a lot of guys who hunt there, so I would love to try this this year. Okay. Uh, but play sports, uh, I love paddleboard on a lake, uh, it, it just try to stay active, just, and, you know. Now being outside, doing stuff outside? Absolutely. And, hiking and is my go-to. And cooking, I love cooking, so... Just moved to a new neighborhood. Uh, I decided to do Oktoberfest. I know I'm Polish, but I'm doing Oktoberfest for all my neighborhood just to meet nice. my old neighbors. So roast the whole hog. We have 20 different brats from scratch. We're going to have, uh, I bought the kegerator for some great beer. So we're going to have fun just to introduce myself to the, to the community. I want to be an honorary member of your neighborhood for that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of neighbor you want to have. Absolutely. There you go. There, there's the, uh, there's the way to become everybody's favorite neighbor. Be That's a not chef the goal. and throw the, throw the party. Yeah, I just, I don't know how to cook for one or two people. So <laughs> that's the problem. I really don't. I have pizza oven in Ohio. I remember on Sundays we do pizza from scratch in this wood fire pizza oven. We heat it up 900 degrees. I do some dough, but my wife knows I cannot make one, two pizzas. Usually, hey, babe, I have 40 pizzas. What do you want to do? Take the Facebook and... This is what I did. I'm going to show you this right here. You can take that phone. You can see the video. That's awesome. That's that looks like uh, I'm cooking. That is uh, that is <laughs> sure. in my backyard. That's amazing. And I did my fantasy football draft for uh, my restaurant Maribel. Everett came over on, on Sunday to do that, and I cooked eight pork butts, I see. a dozen racks of ribs, and two uh, corned beef briskets. 
That looks amazing. All of it. I have a huge pit smoker in the back. It's a whole hog uh, smoker. But I that's amazing. Did all that cherry cherry wood is what we cooked. Cherry wood, yeah, okay. Cherry wood smoked. Pretty. So I like to cook for a lot of people yes. too. I cooked like yes. two hundred people. I had ten people over. So it's like, is this too much food? I don't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah, we talk about the food wasting before. You know, that's why if I overcook it, at least I invite everybody I can. I send everybody home with a whole pork butt. So yeah. Everybody goes home with all. You get to eat uh, pork sandwiches for the rest of the week. So. Hopefully next time you you know you can invite me. Heck I'm yeah! In. Well, let's. Do, I would. You know, I want to do a whole hog. Let's do it. So do you, if you know how to do that, I don't know how to do it. Yeah, we have people who knows how to do it. We've done it a couple times. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll get in there and do a whole hog. We have a party. Yeah, I'm waiting for some party who wants to order. I want to do the half cow. Like, I haven't done the cow yet, but I want to have half a cow that's slowly smoked and done correctly. Oh. So well, that's my one of the parties in December. I'm going to surprise them. Just If they don't buy it, I just do it for them. Just to, half cow. That's yeah. a lot of food, man. Yeah, but if you, we have doing party for two, 3,000 people, you know, that's really not... You know this perspective when you look at it. Two you know? to three thousand people. That's a pretty big party. Yeah, the biggest party uh, I've done uh, was eight thousand people. That was the biggest challenge we had. The three thousand pe- parties we doing once a month, so you can get used to it. So I I follow you on social media, and I I I think I asked you about this, but I always see you. You have like an ice bath. Oh, that's is this in your backyard? It will be. I'm building the house. So, uh, but okay, so yes, in Ohio, I have in my backyard. And this, and I spend a lot of money on ice, okay? At least good thing in Ohio is four months a year, I don't have to buy an ice. Because it's <laughs> just frozen in there. Yes. And you just ask to break the ice to get to the water, which is was good benefit. It what looked, is going on with that? You just, And I, I'm watching, there's snow all over the ground, and you're just like getting in this ba- like bathing suit on, no shirt. <laughs> and then you're just like... I'm just getting in an ice bath and there's snow over and I'm like, this guy is insane. What are you doing? So you see, that's my form of meditation. You know, my calm, my zen. Okay. Uh, and uh, two years ago, I have privileged to meet Wim Hof. I went to Poland to train with him. Uh, Wim Hof, they call him also Iceman. So I spent with him a, a, a whole week in the Polish, uh, Polish mountains. Uh, so he trained us uh, exposure to cold, and the last day of the, the trip, we climbed the, the highest Polish mountain just in the shorts and boots in January, negative 11 Celsius, six-hour climb with snowing and everything else, and it's just mind over body type deal. Uh, and I really enjoy it. You do the breath work, which uh, really tremendous helping you, uh, and the, the ice bath. Just, the good thing about ice bath, what I love is... You know, my mind is crazy. It's going, right I'm thinking about the menus yeah, and, and what's happened tomorrow, what I'm going to eat today, what's going to happen Sunday, whatever. Yeah. If you get an ice bath, you're freaking cold, okay? <laughs> and all you think, you, your brain telling you what the hell stupid you're doing right now. But you, you, you try to control this and there's nothing exists. The future doesn't exist. Your breakfast, that you, you just hear and, and now. now. And, and all moment. you think you can focus is your breath and now and if you you know inquire like if you control this is just the most powerful you can do for yourself you just like you in the control and 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 you just now you just that bring you down to like forgetting about everything else so besides is is beneficial for you if you athlete you know just swelling and everything else for me is more mental thing than anything else stop my brain slow down 
be grateful for the moment, grateful for the life you have and the opportunities and just be in the moment. That's the best thing can happen to you. God, I love that. I love that so much. I, I referenced the book, The Comfort Crisis, which is our month of August. It's it's September now, but like the month of August, our, um, I have a thing called Brandon's Book Club. And we're reading Michael Easter's The Comfort Crisis. And what he says is, is we live in a 72 degree world. Yep. Everything that we do, we find comfort. The second we feel uncomfortable, we grab a phone and we look at something like we can't just sit and be uncomfortable. We have to be in air conditioning. I want to be in air conditioning. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too this. It's too that. He says, get out and do things like that. Go sit in an ice bath and freeze your ass off for a minute. Yep. Let your brain really just clock out and all the things you just now said. Because the second you get out of that and you get back into the real world, you can find gratitude so fast. Absolutely. You can find gratitude in the little things because I just experienced this such an extreme outside my comfort zone that it kind of expands your comfort zone. Everybody has this untapped potential that we don't even know about, but we don't want to see what that potential is because we live in our 72 degree. Oh, it's, in I bubble. have to be comfortable. I have to be comfortable. I have to be comfortable. You step outside of that, and it's amazing what you can accomplish. And I imagine some of that falls into Absolutely. why you're doing that. Absolutely. And besides this breath work, you know, uh, that's really a form of meditation. I yeah. can, uh, I'm doing breath work now for four years, and, and people say, what do you do breathing? Really? Oh, it's <laughs> so much more than this. I can get high on the air more than the best wheat you can buy, okay? Seriously, after yeah. an hour, you're going to have flow above this carpet just by doing your breathing. breath work by, by breathing put the oxygen in your body and just meditation and you really really just like tap out you're just like part of universe you're part of everything else around you you know it's just this is the phenomenal experience you know just i've i've finished meditations and i've and i've kind of when you reopen your eyes i kind of look around I'm like where the hell did i just now go yeah. like you get so in tune with your own thoughts and your own breath, and you can feel it go. Yeah. The color change, the smell is different, everything. food tastes different. It's incredible. Now, is there an app, or is, how did you learn to do that? Uh, I'm using the Wim Hof app right now, but really, I have a breath coach over here in Nashville. Okay. Uh, Where is it? Is it Julie Erickson? She's incredible human being. And Julie she, Erickson? Yes. Yeah, she, she's she, a breath coach? Breath coach, bully. Yeah. Teaches you. No, you're not doing transcendental meditation, are you? TM? Uh, no, but okay. she has different type of breath works. It's more uh, intimate breath works. So it's longer. Okay. Uh, but I found very comfortable Wim Hof breath work, you know, so this is the, with the holding and breathing and so on. So it's more action, you know, and ice bath on the end and all this stuff. So so it's more my, my pace. But sometimes if you need, you know, more intimate breathing, that's there's a lot of styles. I didn't realize this until I start doing it because depends if you stress out is different breath work if you're getting anxiety before you go on a stage you know this, this uh, seals you know the nurses in the hospital work a lot of hours there's a specific way you can breathe and calm your body very quick and be go back to the core you fast-paced restaurants people are cutting the fingers and things happen somebody burn you know if you know pipe bursts and stuff like this and it's insanity all the time. So you have to find the core, 
and just be in uh, in a control and and you have to control yourself to control anything else and breath work is definitely a way to do it well this is you know since i'm in recovery from you know alcoholism so many people live that that's there's all these external stresses and things that happen to you and so many people drink because that's how they control that but you see that's but, funny part isn't it because alcohol is actually doesn't helping you is actually it hurts you the opposite yeah and so when you do this but that's the first thing that i learned when i started you know after i stopped drinking was meditation and breath work and stopping for a minute and finding time to for finding time for mindfulness i guess yeah. would be the word but yeah. also i found myself so angry when i quit drinking because I had all these emotions that I had no freaking clue how to deal with. I didn't know how to deal with them. I just drank all the time. I, I lost the ability to understand my emotions, how to deal with my emotions. So when I started doing breath work, I went, oh, okay, this is, and I was able to accept the emotion that I was having and work through it versus numbing it out and just not worrying about it. The, exactly. the the emotion's still there yeah and now weighs on you it just buried in those it gets worse it gets worse and it gets heavy but like when you're able to process things out and go okay like i remember getting so mad at my wife and kids for no just i was just stressed just like i don't know what to do and i would go upstairs and i do a 10 minute meditation i come back downstairs and i'm like hey guys what's going on yeah how's everybody doing They're like who how much easier than just drink and just get more upset or and hung over and all the stuff <laughs> yeah. but i mean it's just amazing how uh so let's go i'm glad i asked you that question yeah I, that's my way to d deal with the stress too you know besides breath work i have lego you know that's two of my secrets everybody asks What's how you stay insane thing? lego lego believe it or not i'm lego fanatic you know hard to explain but you know that's only thing i guess i can just I can sit down at a table, pull a bunch of Legos, and build for two hours. And my brain, just like with ice bath, is just going to those freaking small pieces <laughs> and just build one thing at a time. And only thought focuses here is just to build something. Plus, it's opposite what we do with cooking, right? You're cooking, somebody eats it, it's gone. And this way, at least I build something and actually stay there, get a look at it, focus on it. So not always have ice bath, but the Lego is my second secret weapon to stay same you know what mine is no i like to wash my car really yeah uh, actually i can i want to ask you a car <laughs> pretty clean so you do this too it is but it's it's i i've i've said this a hundred times in the podcast people and people know exactly what i'm about to say that in mowing my yard okay mowing my yard and washing my car because like you know you're working on dishes for 2023 right now you don't get a lot of immediate results Things you're working on take months to develop and you have these ideas, then you have to conceptualize the idea, then you have to start sourcing things, then putting right. them down. You don't get, we don't, I don't get to see things get yeah, done. You don't, you don't see results. Yeah. I don't see, res I mean, we do get results, but like the results I get was something I started seven months ago. Like it, everything takes time. When you finally get to see the result, you're kind of already on to the next yeah, oh, yeah, you four forget. things. Yeah. So my car is dirty. And I go outside and I, it's that detailed kind of thing. I'll wash it and then I'll get every little thing and I'll do the wheels and tires and inside and everything. When I'm done an hour and a half later, Makes you I happy, can right? look at it and go, I just did that. I took somebody's dirty and there's an immediate result. I get to focus in, I'll listen to a podcast, but I'll, I'll focus in and I'll get something done and I can stop and say, okay, 
I see it and I get that little win. It's yeah. a win I get to go. Or when you mow the yard, I like to walk across the street and I'll stand there and look at my yard and be like, I did the lines in the yard look perfect. And I'm, and, and I did that. I did that. Then I can go on with my day and the things I'm working yeah. on for months and months. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Kind of something like a Lego. I'm going to sit there and do it. And when you're done, you go, I just did that. I just built this Batmobile or whatever the <laughs> Lego thing is. I just built Harry Potter's Gryffindor. This is really cool. Um, that's super cool. What, what am I missing? What do you, anything you want to tell people at the end of the show? I always ask people to, to, you get the Gordon food service final thought. Um, so you get to say whatever you want to say at the end of the show to talk to whoever you want to, but anything I'm missing before we can do this again in a couple months, I would love this. This is so much fun. It is fun. Uh, I'm really grateful for being here and I have the opportunity to meeting people like you and live in this community and, I really, really love, you know, United States. I'm seven years now a citizen over here, so I'm nice. just really grateful. And my goal is to give it back. You know, I really, really, I got to the point that I'm uh, living behind my dreams. Uh, I never imagined my life I would be able to do, you know, things I do. Uh, so I have different goals. You know, I like to, uh, one of these days, maybe can help me and we can raise some money. I really like to have food truck because the food we talk about wasting downtown, I could feed probably a couple hundred homeless people, you know, like oh, yeah. daily. Yeah. And I'm talking about between everybody. So I like to just get back to the community in the future and, and be involved in a lot of, you know, things to help it out. But I'm very grateful and uh, going to Poland in, in October. So uh, believe it or not, for my wife's birthday, you won't believe it what I did, but I ran a tank. I'm going to ride a tank in Poland. And you, you can actually... It, you can rent a tank? Yeah, you rent a tank. Do you I, get to drive it? Absolutely. Hell yeah. And you can... $100, I believe, you can shot once. You know, like 400 bucks. So I, I'm, I, I'm saving some money just to shoot freaking tank. <laughs> so that would be my vacation in Poland, you know? like. Uh, <clears throat> so we have to meet and I'll tell you about it. But I'm looking forward to it. So I'm lo looking for just now this different is for your wife's birthday? That's why I told her I probably won't take her for the tank ride. But yeah, but <laughs> for, your, for your birthday, honey, yes. I'm going to rent a tank that I get to shoot. Yes. You're going to love it. You, you'll love it. <laughs> go to Beauty Saloon. I take care of the tank. Yeah, you can full spa day. I'm going to yeah. go drive a tank. Yeah. Why not? That's badass. Yeah. I didn't know that was even a thing. Me either. I just called my friends in Poland and said, guess guys, I just rent a tank. They didn't know and they lived there. Said, we going to the woods. We're going to ride a tank. Well, there's, you can start hunting. You could be like, <laughs> you said you want to start hunting. You get in the yeah. tank and you could just make that happen. Like, I'm going to take out that herd over there. Yeah. You have food for months. See? Yeah, absolutely. Great idea. Two birds with one stone. Uh, Chef Tomash, this has been so much fun. Uh, and like I said, I don't know if that was just now it, but we um, we are sponsored by Gordon Food Service. We've done a lot of time talking about U.S. Foods Day and James Todd. Yeah. And, Sorry, uh, Gordon. No. We do some business with you, though. Gordon Food Service is amazing. Yeah. Those guys, you know, I, I mentioned the whole partnering with people. And when I was at U.S. Foods, I, I came to my restaurant and Gordon Food Service was our current provider when I got to mm -hmm. my restaurants from U.S. Foods and I think everybody thought, well, he's just going to move to U.S. Foods. And I kind of did, too. But as I got there, Gordon Foods first came in and they said, let us teach you about who we are and what we do. And I was like, oh, OK, great. You know, like it's another sales pitch, like oh, whatever. And I went to their facility in Shepherdsville. Have you ever been up there before? No, no, Shepherdsville. Holy cow. Everything is automated. It's all done by like 
It's not robots, but I mean, it's robots. So there's like Amazon. There's zero human error. You don't, if you order orange juice, you're getting orange juice. You're not getting beets. Like my fill rate in every single thing that they would ship, never, never had a misship. That's awesome. Five years, never had a misship, never had any issues whatsoever. And their service, they're, they're a private company, so they believe in all the stuff that we were just talking about. James Todd's an absolute pro. U.S. Foods is a great oh. company, and they do a fantastic job. But um, I was so impressed with Gordon just because they did what they said they were going to do. That's awesome. Yeah, they're good, they're good people. And they fortunately sponsor this podcast. Uh, That's okay. We're opening new restaurants. We're looking for more partners, you know? Yeah, well, there you go. So, so GFS is a great way to go. But they sponsor our final thought, which is whatever you want to say, as long as you want to say it, you're talking to the Nashville restaurant community. And after we're done with the final thought, I want to get all of your contact information. If you're hiring who, if somebody's listening to this and they want to come work for the TC restaurant group, um, who do they need to contact? Who do they need to follow? Where can we get a hold of those people? So let's get all that stuff right after your final thought. Okay. All right. Final thought is yours. Go. Mm. <laughs> I love putting people on the spot. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, <clears throat> Final thought, you know, uh, what I like to just talk about this, I know you have a lot of chefs coming into the podcast and and I always believed uh, that we all always should work together and help each other and just be one big community. And I will be always fighting for it. I have a lot of chefs uh, uh, who are friends of mine downtown or Gulch and I always want to mentor or help or just share ideas or tell them about the new products if I find uh I don't believe as a competition downtown. I like to just Nashville look a little more globally, like Nashville compete with, you said Vegas, but compete with other cities. I like to just be part of uh, something more and bring uh, Nashville food scene to be more, you know, bigger than anywhere else. Uh, the goal would be just people coming to Nashville and be, be known for great food, not just, hey, there's a Broadway, there's great bars and just music, you know, just bringing more to the table and, and just do this as a as a team, as a together. Just don't work and fight against each other, you know, so that's that would be amazing. Um, so uh, I'm working with the TC Restaurant Group, right? And uh, the easiest way, you can go to tcrestgroup.com. Uh, and okay. it, that's over there. They anything you need to know about us, uh, about our concepts and what we do. And there's also a place to you can apply. Uh, we have people on spot in HR downtown located. They look at this every day. They reach out to people and set up the interviews. Uh, and we always hire great people. Uh, you know, the, I believe only enough. We have enough application for bartenders. There's probably some from your restaurant, yeah. but there is a line bartenders because they know the money they can make. They just do not know what, <clears throat> what hours and expectation, everything else. What are the hours? With. So, I mean, I, I always tell them, I go, Hey, good, good luck going downtown and parking. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's the beauty. You, you nail it. Is there always parking? There's events every week. Seems like some type of concerts or something going on. So you can even get to it downtown and, you know, we're closing three in the morning, you know, some bartenders do checkouts at 5 a.m. before they go home and stuff like this. So what time do they get there at night? Uh, they're free shifts. So the, the last shift, I believe, to come between six and seven, uh, the closing shift. So you have, you know, 
Yeah, so you have in the building twenty four hours. That's when the badasses are there, right? Those are those are the badasses. The six yeah. they get there at six or seven and they work until yeah. five o'clock in the morning. Absolutely, you know, and so everything comes with the price, you know. Uh, if you just if you love to do this, you love the crowds and everything else. Absolutely, come over, you know, doing it. I'm in a kitchen. I'm going home 10, 10 p.m. You know, I like that. I yeah. like my sleep. I, I get up at five, <laughs> but I want to leave ten. You know. So. Sure. I mean, that's. But are you there every night till ten? Sometimes I try to leave a little bit earlier. Sometimes I just Friday, stay Saturday longer. nights. You're always there. Friday, Saturday nights. Friday, yes. Saturdays, I'm trying not to be if I don't have to. But yes, yeah. Sometimes you stay there to two in the morning. You know, it, you gotta do what you need to do. Uh, but I try to come between five and six because that's when you have. You know, you set up the game plan. You know, for the whole day. So you, you put this, put the energy in. Welcome, make sure that all product comes. You have to make sure your prep cooks guys come, set it up, everything. Because later on, it's just, you, you, you can you have to, you can be proactive earlier. Later on, things happen, and you can just react, and, and just, just reacting all day is just exhausting. I like, today already thinking about Saturday's schedule and Sunday, and I know it's the same with prep. I like to just prep, not just for today lunch, because if two people won't show up, I will have to close restaurant. I already start thinking about prep tomorrow and after tomorrow, what to purchase on Monday. All my new managers, I say, it's Friday night, it's 4.30. What is going to happen at 7.30 when we're absolutely packed and your hair is on fire, you're running around, what's the thing you can fix right now that you don't want to fix at 7.30? Toilet paper in the bathroom, if it's... It never fails at seven o'clock when you're just slammed. Somebody walks over, taps you on the shoulder and goes, there's no paper towels in the bathroom. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. How come we didn't do that at four o'clock? Like how, how, how did we wait and miss that? And we got to, now I got to go down in the basement. I got to get it. And I got to go up there, get the key to the thing. And like, nobody got time for that at seven o'clock. Exactly. So, you know, the same for me, you know, we, we serving, you know, 20 case of chicken wings. If you don't pre-cook them and somebody comes, I need chicken wings at 6 p.m. I say, are you freaking kidding me? Really? Yeah. You know, we doing those on Wednesday. You know, like, it never gets old. You're doing this for downtown now, seven, eight years downtown. You're training people every day. And the same shit happens <laughs> every week. I said, really? This is just like talking to the toddler. You know, it's just. That's incredible. Wow. Okay. I would love to come spend a night with you. A Friday night, just come in and just shadow you. Coming over. see what you do, because that would be so fascinating to me. And next, bigger, a larger catering, I want to bring you in. Okay, so just seriously. Just see how much things involved, and yeah, it's fun. Let's do it. It is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Chef Tomash, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for coming in early and uh, spending an hour. I've learned a ton today. I'm so just, I'm so excited that you're in our town, that you're here. I think that one of the things about Nashville is that we welcome people in so well. It's such a friendly city. I Absolutely, yes. You embody like everything that, I feel like so many local chefs are like, you're there and I love how you're giving back and I love just everything about what you're doing, man. It's It's a blessing to be able to know you and I wish you nothing but the best of success. Can't Thank wait to do so this much. again. Thank you so much. All right, man. Have a great day, my friend. You too. 
All right. Wow. What an amazing interview. I had so much fun. Thank you, Chef Tomash, for joining me early in the morning to do that interview. Thank you for joining me for the full hour and a half on this interview. Um, I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week. I hope your Labor Day was wonderful. Jump back in Brandon's book club. We're going to have our meeting later this week, and hopefully you have read the book and you want to join us. We're going to have a live in-studio and live Facebook conversation about the comfort crisis with Michael Easter. Hopefully later this week, I'll, uh, I'll post on social media when we are going to do this. And um, just excited that Robin's insurance company partnered with us on this one. And Matthew Clements is going to be joining us on the show. This is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Thank you again for listening and um, hope that you guys are being safe out there. Love you guys. Bye.